Hey everybody, how are you? And welcome to another episode of Rooted Strength Method with your girl, Mariana. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is where you're at while listening to this episode. So today I'd like to talk about something that uh, might leave people, some people a little confused, but some people like with a lot of clarity, okay? I want to talk about injury in a different sense. I want to talk about your narrative to yourself and owning a particular negative um, negative mindset towards yourself and towards your capability as a human, okay? Now, Before, we've spoken about the importance of actually using kind words with yourself. So one of the first things that I do with my client as they pop into Rooted Strength Method, which again keeps transforming into being so much more than I ever thought possible, is we talk about their mental narrative and we do some journaling. Um, A lot of people don't like to journal. A lot of people need to journal. Why? Because journaling gives you a chance. It's not only a coping skill, right? But it gives you a chance to sit with yourself, to draw your thoughts down, to talk to yourself, to become your own best friend, and to listen to your own rent, your own, not rent, but rant. (laughs) So you can know what the heck is going on in your head. Why? Because sometimes we love to complain. Okay, it's just one of our autopilots as new age humans. It's a complainer's mindset. A lot of us can wake up and complain from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. Okay, but what happens is we don't take enough time to listen and pay attention to our own complaints. When you journal, you get to express yourself to yourself. You won't offend yourself. So the words you use to self-express will be wild, untamable, not needed to be changed because of other persons, other people's perceptions of you and views of how you feel. It gets to be raw to yourself. And that's what journaling can do to you. You can sit down and you can start to put things down and understand that narrative. So I usually have people journal right away. And I also, right now I'm not doing it anymore. I might pop it back in. I used to have a contract, a contract with yourself, right? Contract with yourself to not participate in negative self thoughts, negative self language. And um, also one of the most important things I tell people when they start training with me is for them to believe in their own bodies and their own capability of healing, that they are deserving. What does that mean? It's kind of like this. If I get an injury on my knee, okay? I have an injury on my knee. What language are you using? Oh, my injury. That's already setting you up for failure. You own the injury. It's yours. Your body believes it's yours. Your body will keep it there. It's a very interesting thing how this mental um, thing works directly to the functions of your body, right? Because remember, your thoughts, your garden, that's what I call my brain, my garden, um, they directly um, correlate with what you can and what you cannot 
I won't say can and cannot, but more like what you're capable of and what you're not capable of. Because capability, especially in a martial arts setting, is more about self-belief. So if you have a knee injury, what kind of language are you using around your knee? Oh, that's my bum knee. It's bad all the time. It never gets better. It's a lingering pain that I just have to live with. And this is normal because this is the natural aging process of a body of someone who has practiced martial arts for a long time. And it's over their 40s. Over their 30s already gets bad in martial arts language and age. That's not old to the rest of the world. Before martial artists, they think that 30s is already old, right? Right now, I am in my 40s, and I know plenty of amazing and capable people who are at their 40s. But you know what they all got in common, my people? They believe in themselves so much. They believe in themselves so much that injuries that doctors say that cannot be healed are healed by sheer tenacity of your mind and your self-belief, the body is amazing and can reconstruct a new, right? Can reconstruct a new, um, provided you believe in it. But you can also do it completely the opposite. You can keep an injury for a very long time due to lack of belief in your own capability of healing. Your own capability of hearing of healing, sorry. So let's say um, like I hurt my knee a little while back, right? Maybe a year ago too, I had a knee injury. I went to a Capoeira event in um, LA. I went to Pavão and Chegado's event. It was amazing, by the way. They're amazing people who do amazing things. Um, and we played a lot of Capoeira. And you know, when you go to capoeira events or when you go to jiu-jitsu tournaments or when you go visit another gym, all those things, those are stimuli. So you're going to be training, you're going to be performing in a way that your body is not quite used to. So that means that your body will feel some kind of way afterwards. Most likely overworked if it's a capoeira event because of the rhythms, right? Capoeira... Um, it doesn't create a natural rhythm and flow for your body. You end up warming up and cooling down many times over. And for those of you who have no sense of how to properly warm up and cool down your body, you just go by the ashe. Those of you who are listening who don't know what ashe is, ashe is how we refer to the energy that culminates in capoeira. Capoeira is a martial art that is very um, spiritual, because we deal a lot with energy, energy, alchemy, transmutation, all those things. But so when you feel like, uh, you know, have you been doing something that's so exciting and then you don't feel tired, you don't feel hungry, your body feels fed and it feels amazing and it feels alive and it feels open, open, receptive. That's how you feel sometimes when you listen to capoeira music. You listen to capoeira music, you're in the hoda and then you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I got to train, I got to train. Same thing if you're a practitioner of jiu-jitsu and you're going to your jiu-jitsu gym to watch, which people forget that watching is learning. They think they just have to hack at it 24-7. Watching is learning. But then they go there, they're like, I got to roll. I'm only supposed to drill, but I got to roll. I got to roll. I got to roll. And that's your ego talking, my people. That's your ego talking because um, 
if you slow down and if you internalize your awareness and your feelings with your true self, not the ego that's telling you to do things, however, but really, really pay attention to your inner self. You will know whether or not your body is capable of moving on or if it needs to rest, right? So most of us, when we get to these settings, we end up doing more than we should. And because um, a lot of times, maybe we are, you know, after the Kaputa event, you want to talk to people, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe you need to get into your car already and go for a long ride because life is busy and you only had X amount of time to train. Um, and then we forget about, you know, regressing the body from that fight, flight, or freeze, from those breathing patterns that are going to be like, we fighting, we fighting, to we healing, we healing. And then you end up, you know, talking to someone or getting into your car, doing all those things that you shouldn't. It's not that you shouldn't get into your car and talk to people. It's that you shouldn't do that prior to taking your body back to healing, right? So the body was overworked. My body was super overworked. um, And it has been a big, a couple of years of trial and error. And I think I got it down pretty well right now about how to maintain my body well through a capoeira event, through a jiu-jitsu event, through visiting other people. How does it feel for my body to continue to go through that difficulty? Because it's not like I'm going to tell you, oh, I'm going to go to a capoeira event and I'm going to train so easy. I'm going to go so slow. No, no. You're going to end up wanting to at some point go all out. You're going to end up pushing your limits. You're going to end up doing all these things. And as a martial artist, if I told you that injury prevention was about not pushing your limits, I'd be lying. I would be lying. We are martial artists. We like to exceed our limits. We like to get stronger. We like to get more capable. We like to feel the triumph, the triumph of victory the small victories you get from being able to, you know, maybe pass someone's guard when you're rolling. I've never passed that guard before, but I passed it today. Or choking someone out. Or being able to do this move you've been working on capoeira forever and being able to trick people and get them in the right moment. Or being able to flow with your friend enough where you're not thinking and forgetting and second-guessing yourself. So, whatevs. I went all out, came back, gave it a day of rest, Right? But it wasn't enough. It was not enough. So when I started to train, I was training jujitsu with my husband, who's someone that I train with all the time. He did a little hook on my ankle outside. And my knee, I was upright. So my knee went down to the mat and my ankle lifted. And then I ended up popping my um, my ACL, right? the internal ligament, so the, the collateral ligament, so the inside ligament of my knee, right? That thing just went pop. And then I've had this injury before. It got loose and it was very painful, but I believed that nothing was seriously hurt because I've had it before. Um, and thank goodness due to meeting Christiane de Timoteo, going through physio training. I am a physio trainer. And I knew how to heal my body. I knew what I needed to do for it to heal. And I also understood that, you know, this can happen. You know, those collateral ligaments, they can heal 
from pretty much anything, but it takes time. It takes attention, right? And for me, because I wanted to heal fast, I don't want to be hurt. It was horrible. Also takes love, love of me to myself. I would talk to my knee all the time and be like, I apologize. I know you screamed at me because it did and let me know numerous times it was tight. And I didn't take care of it enough. I should have taken care of it more because it was giving me the signals. I just chose to neglect it. You see how easy it is? I do this for a living and I can also make these mistakes. Um, But then healing, people are like, oh, it's gonna take forever. It's never gonna be the same. But in my mind, I was just massaging it all the time, giving it energy, giving it um, love, giving it honor, and making sure that I wasn't calling it my bad knee. You can't do that. You're owning. You're owning this. You cannot do that. It is detrimental. It is horrible for your healing. So I would say people are like, are you injured? I'd be like, yeah, no, I wouldn't. (laughs) I'd be like, currently, I am healing from an injury. See the difference in language there? Currently, I am healing from an injury that I had. But we're getting there. Versus going, yeah, I'm so injured. I don't know what to do. My knee just hurts all the time. It's uncomfortable. My life, turmoil, blah, 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 blah. You can concentrate on that negative mindset. You can do anything you want. The life is yours. But the fact is, the truth is, the more you believe in yourself, the more the cells of your body change, right? Your body's a miraculous machine. And then what else do you do, you know, besides just being there and playing pain and complaining? You give yourself good food, good rest, right? Massaging. We forget the power of a simple massage, Not even a trigger point massage. Trigger points are also really, really important because you have to remember that when you have an injury, the first thing that happens is all the muscles around that area, they are turned off in order for you not to get hurt again. So they don't fire up appropriately. So if you have an injury, the muscles around the injury, they won't fire up appropriately. Mind you, I'm a martial artist too, and I can fire those bad boys up by force, you know, but it's not the same. Or maybe, you know, I start by force and then eventually the body opens, but it's not the same. So the body turns off everything that's around. Swelling usually takes over. What do you do for swelling? Dude, you ice, you ice, you take care of it, you talk to it. And like I said, massage. I am a big fan of like um, olive oil, organic cold pressed olive oil it has tons of amazing things it can do arnica cream as well cbd cream as well and let's talk about the hands okay the hands there are actually chakra points yes i'm gonna be talking about this a little more (laughs) there's energy healing that comes from you putting love into your hands and that love going into your body doesn't matter how much you want to be like, oh, then, you know, she's talking smack. I'm not talking smack. I'm talking truth. Truth that is nowadays, nowadays, finally proven by Western science, right? Because Eastern medicine believes in this for a long, long time. If you notice all the books that are talking about healing, that are talking about martial arts, that are talking about the body, all that knowledge is being confirmed nowadays through science because we finally have 
um, you know, tools and machines that can measure these things, you know? So you're talking about chakra fields. Those are real, <laughs> right? Sound healing. That's real. I used a sound healer. I don't even know where it is because my daughter be taking my stuff. I lose it sometimes and then it comes back to me. But I used sound healing on my knee. I used massages. Um, I used um, smoke and kind of like rituals of healing, of self-love between me and myself and letting myself know that I'm deserving of healing. I am powerful. My body does exactly as it should. This moment is not detrimental to me. This is a moment of learning because injury also comes with learning, my people. I don't want to be injured 24-7. That's no lie. However, an injury and going through that path will teach you so much about yourself if you really pay attention to that process, right? Because every time we spiral down as humans, especially being martial artists where we are defined by our capability, and that is the truth, we are defined by our capability, being hurt and injured gives us a false sense of identity. It makes us question who we are, what we are doing, what are we good at, what really signifies us being us. All of that happens with an injury. Yes, my people, I am an athlete. It is not foreign to me, the, excuse my language, but the mind fuck that you can give yourself when you go through these turmoils. Why? Because we're humans. We're humans. We're humans who lack self-belief and self-love. We don't believe in ourselves enough. And of course, of course, this is difficult. But you know what it is also? It's meant to be. Remember that inside crisis, there's always an opportunity for growth. So an injury means you can also grow. But how do I grow without letting my ego mess me up enough for me to fall into this autopilot of continuously getting an injury re-injured? As well as, oh yeah, that's right, I hurt my left knee. What do you think the right knee is doing? It's taking the weight for all your injuries. It is being overworked. So the other limbs of the body, they need self-love too. Why? Because the body can only concentrate in one spot of heightened pain at a time. So when another pain pops up, you're like, this pain came out of nowhere. No, it doesn't come out of nowhere. It's been there. You just don't touch yourself. Don't pay attention enough for it to come to surface because something else is more acute than that. Right? So how do you talk to yourself through that process? Do you have a narrative to care for injuries. Now I'm gonna let you know, this is a really, really important question because as a martial artist, as an athlete, as a performer, as a human who lives their life, injury will be part of your life some way or somehow. I don't know, you could twist an ankle, you could by accident hit yourself somewhere. So many factors can happen that can lead to pain and can lead to injury. Do you have a narrative or how to heal mentally, how to keep yourself away from being in pain every day. Now, I'm gonna give you an example, okay? And this is a personal example. Um, I don't know if my mother's gonna listen to this or if, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. She knows, she knows. We talk about this a lot, right? We're working on that. So every time I speak to her, um, my mother was an athlete for a very long time. My mother was a uh, semi-pro handball player when she got pregnant with me. 
And all her life, my mother has been active. Um, Those of you who have met my mother, she looks like my sister still. She's in her mid-50s. She still climbs the roof every year to put the Christmas lights. And if there's something that needs to be done, she does it herself. She's a very, very strong woman. And it's beautiful to watch um, and to see how strong she is as a human. However, once the pandemic hit, and also when she was younger, my mother worked out very hard. And this is what happens to most of us, right? My mother worked out very hard without proper mechanics and connections. So she gained many injuries over the years due to lack of knowledge of how to regress the body. She used to do like CrossFit and then she used to try to do as much as she can, as fast as she can. Now, I don't want to be here and say CrossFit is completely bad, but in a sense, if you don't have a really, really good instructor who knows how to hold you down, CrossFit can be extremely bad. You're working for PRs, for numbers, for reps, for sets, and for weight. It's easy for your ego to get in your way and be like, I got you, when it doesn't really, okay? So my mother, um, when she went through the pandemic, she also had a lot of a lot of um, life cha- changes as well that you know put her in a psychological level that was difficult. But she continued to lift and to work out because it did her body good. Now, she's been active her whole life. Then through the pandemic, due to everything being closed, due to so many restrictions, she stopped working out. And she hasn't had a rhythm until recently where she started, you know, going back to it again. What does that do? I mean, she has injuries. She has surgeries as well. Like I said, she didn't work out very well. But what does it do to a body that, you know, is used to moving 24-7 to suddenly stop? I know this is the reality for a lot of people post-pandemic. What happens there is actually you get more injured. You feel more pain. Because a body that's used to moving, it has to move to get rid of stuff. It has to continuously move. The fact is we move less and less every day, sit more and more every day, right? And when the body doesn't move, you get so many injuries. So now my mother um, is constantly complaining of pain, complaining of pain. But that's the thing. She constantly complains of pain. She started doing something about it now, but constantly complains of pain. And this narrative, it is so automatic that she doesn't even notice it. And I have many friends like this. Because people know that I deal with injury prevention, everyone wants to tell me about their pain. But when I ask them how they're taking care of themselves, they don't even stretch. They don't even warm up appropriately. They don't even give their body, your body, This is your lifelong partner, your one and only car for this whole ride called life. You don't give it time. You don't listen to the signals anymore. The signals are what make you self-aware. Understanding are what make you self-aware. Understanding injury before it happens is prevention. Remember, injury is expensive. We want to prevent. That all comes from self-awareness. Not only... Um, about how you move, how you breathe, how you hold yourself, but how you go through life. What kind of thoughts do you think of? Do you let the negative take over often? I'm not telling you that's not going to try to happen. We're all humans. Life is difficult, but I'm letting you know that if you're able to recognize these thinking patterns that are not good for you, then you're able to change them gradually. 
right? In the beginning, I couldn't change them. So I would just like, as soon as I thought about something negative, I'll just throw something positive on top of it. Be like, boom, boom, just like that. And eventually it came to a point where I didn't need to because I became more and more self-aware prior to the action actually happening. So now I don't talk badly about myself. I don't talk badly about any of my body parts. Um, I understand that some places need a little extra love due to, you know, the way I've used my body for so long. Um, But I understand that if I honor my body, really, truly honor it, truly love it, truly believe in it, it will always surprise me in the form of capability. So this is an opportunity for you if you're brave enough. I understand some people won't be brave, and that's okay. Nothing wrong with being you. But if you're brave enough, open up a notebook. Get a scrapbook. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be pretty. It's not for anybody. It's only for you. But if you want to take it seriously, get a notebook that gives you joy to write in. Like I have this, my notebook looks like a grimoire (laughs) with like leather and old pages. And it just gives me this whole vibe when I write in it, you know, the story of my life and my thoughts, but it's only for me. And rant and talk. Even you can even do that and burn it afterwards if you're afraid to leave it around. That's fine. But see where your narrative is with yourself. See why and understand that life is hard and you're getting through it every day. Life is difficult for everyone. Be kind to yourself. You don't need to be telling yourself that you're ugly or that you're fat or that you're always hurting or that you can't possibly change. That language only keeps you down there. Okay, I want you to be up here. I want you to be up here. So I invite you to have a conversation with yourself and let that stuff go. So this Friday coming up right now, we will have a full moon, right? And those of you that have been here long enough, you know, or if or if you haven't heard it before, you're hearing it now, that I work with the cycles of the moon. Um, the moon has been used through ages, Uh, from our ancestors to do so much, right? But I do use the full moon for letting go of false beliefs, of things that no longer serve me. And I use the new moon to set intentions. Um, But this particular full moon is going to be a super full moon. And then we have like two eclipses next month too, which are going to be crazy. But this is a perfect opportunity for you to start writing down these behaviors that you know you do, that you know you think of, that you know are not good for you. But you need to let go of them. Write them down. Write them down. It's okay. It doesn't mean you're going to be like, oh, I wrote them down. Now, miraculously, they're all gone. No, it's a trial. It's a process. Okay. Be patient with yourself. You can get there. But I promise you that if you change the narrative and the way you speak to your mind, to your body, to your injuries, to your pain, remember, it's not your pain. Sometimes you're in pain. Remember, you don't have depression. You tend to get depressed if you're not careful. You don't have anxiety. Like me, I'm diagnosed with anxiety. I don't have anxiety. I'm diagnosed with that. But I can get anxious sometimes. But my coping skills are so good that I understand when I'm going down that road. 
and I can stop it prior to having a panic attack or something major like that. So I just invite you to believe in yourself, okay? I really, really do. To all of those who are around, please take a look at www.rootedstrengthmethod.online. I updated some stuff there. Um, it's looking a little better. I'm updating it more. And right now, um, Rooted Strength membership is still open, okay? It's $80 a month, okay? It's still open. And I'm going to be running a special for people who want to come in because we're opening our own BJJ school, and that's going to be bombs. Um, and I want to celebrate it with you all by giving you a discount um, for your first month if you want to come in. It's going to be pretty dope. And... Um, but right now, I'm taking people into the membership. But in the future, I'm launching this course right now that's on the works. And it will be a course to learn the foundations of Rooted Strength Method because I'm going to have it as the prerequisite. Did I say that right? I think so. Um, in order for people to come into my lifting, because right now we have a lot of people um who are doing much better with their mechanics. They never thought they could do a deadlift and now they're swinging kettlebells like pancakes. <laughs> and we're starting to get into patterns. This week, we're going to be working on, um, well, tomorrow we're working on our steel mace flow. But next week, we're starting to get into overhead work with the kettlebells. And that's so amazing because we can do a lot of explosive work that are amazing for athletes and stability and proper core awareness and core strength. Remember, these are all unconventional tools, mainly kettlebells and steel maze is my jam, as well as no matter how much I try to leave it, breath work, breath work, breath work and feet, right? And um, then we can get into the tools, but all practices that are made for you to hone serenity inside your body, self-belief through technical, you know, to tech through technique, through learning technique, through technical capability, I should say. Okay. And that's going to be really dope. And right now I'm still six months pregnant now, and it's been a really amazing road to be able to still grow as an athlete. Um, but also understanding how to slow down as a pregnant athlete, as a pregnant coach, as a pregnant parent, as a pregnant wife, as a pregnant entrepreneur and business owner. It is different the way I treat myself now. I have to be a lot kinder to myself because my rhythms are not the same. So this is my moment of learning a whole lot of wisdom about life. And ladies, pregnancy is a time of wisdom. Being a woman is very difficult, yet it is the most beautiful of gifts because the polarity of life just comes through our body in ways that men will never experience. Not because they're, <laughs> you know, unworthy, but just because their experience of life is different from ours. Um, and I think it's about time that we, you know, continue to empower each other and share these truths. But I want y'all to feel powerful, feel courageous within yourself. So again, membership. Now the Rooted Strength Blueprint course, I will still be launching a second cohort. I am probably going to wait till postpartum, right? As I'm coming back. So watch out for that. It's going to be next year. I deliver early in the year. So I think maybe around springtime, I'll be able to launch the course again. And I'm really looking forward to it. 
This is where I literally hold your hand and help you change your life step by step from mindset to breath awareness to awareness of your body, awareness of proper mechanical patterns through your day, proper breath patterns through your day, proper mindset through your day, as well as really, really strong, rooted type of lifting. Okay, so you guys got this. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to me. You guys are all that in a bag of chips to continue to follow my parent rhythms who I noticed that my rhythm of life and my rhythm of growth is not everybody else's. And I honor that because I continue to grow no matter what. If today is hard and I have to be kinder to myself and slow down, tomorrow I get to try again in gratitude, in love for myself, for the good of myself, and also for the good of all. Because remember, doesn't matter what you think. We are the collective. We depend on each other. And me finding my true self and shining bright gives you permission to do the same. So let's everybody just do that damn thing and be strong as we can be because we're deserving of it. I believe in you. I believe in me. I believe in us. Peace out, folks. Take care. Os. Ashe. Till next time.